Imperial soldiers in Xeon, so we are certain to be victorious in this war! You asked for this shit. This started as a joke. Like, legit, I think we had joked about this when we were recording whatever it was, the whichever episode it was coming out for the Fetty side, or not for Fetty side, Zeke side. Was the first episode of this dark? Fuck, I don't know. I'm not going to go back and look. So I think you guys asked these questions at the beginning of August, yeah, it was like August 2nd. So it's been a month. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm rambling already. So I don't really know how the fuck this is going to work. Because, you know, I'm, I'm basically trapped in, in an echo chamber yelling at myself to, to answer these questions. And, and the, the bad thing is, like, I can't do... I don't have another voice to be Finway. I can't I can't just do this as me interviewing Finway and Finway having a conversation with me. I literally have to talk to myself now. So I hope I hope this is this is everything that uh you know you you you, you live and breathe for. I don't fucking know. And whatever. Hashtag sometimes you just gotta film a cold open with yourself. Alright. So let's take a look at these questions. So the first three I stole from when we did all of the original interviews and it was three of the ones that were, I think, left pretty open for the entirety of the cast. There were a couple that ended up getting asked by you guys again anyway when we started joking about it in the Love Channel. So I removed them from the section to put them down further. I'm going to have to do a lightning round at some point. Dallas is going to get to enjoy like having long pauses that he's going to have to edit out of this shit because I'm going to have to stop to reorganize everything because I can't cheat and do that while the other person's talking. All right. I got my Dr. Pepper. I got my sweet tea and I got a bottle of water. Yes, I've got three different things to drink. Shut the fuck up. Don't worry about it. Just kidding. I don't have the Dr. Pepper anymore. It's gone. <laughs> it is not an empty can. But I still got my sweet tea and my water. You know, things, sweet tea, notoriously great for your throat when doing recordings. First one comes in from Twitter user Captain Ganymede. If your character could go back in time and warn your past self about one thing, what would it be? Well, we haven't really dove into Fenway's backstory yet. So, really of the things that y'all know about at this point, there's only one thing that he would really hone in on, and that would be the death of Rumble Raw. He would definitely, 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 definitely go back and warn himself to honestly not take the mission that had him go to Miami to rescue those chuckle fucks. Granted, like he's like st- kind of starting to get a bond, especially after the incidents that happened in Parvo and then from the most recent stuff with the shoe bills on the 
oil platform plus all the goddamn bombs. Like there's been a lot of like Fenway is very tied to the the group that he has right now. But leading up to all this shit, Roma Rawl was like his role model, which despite despite his psychotic anger issues <laughs> and definite, definite fucking war crimes that were committed in I think his second episode. We're not gonna we're not gonna acknowledge the execution that happened in episode three. He would have instead redirected to go meet with Ramba and try to back him up. Would it would he have been able to save him? Probably fucking not. Honestly. Shit probably would have still gone down the same way because Rambarol kind of got absolutely screwed by Makuve. Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't be spoilers. That show came out in the 70s at this point. Next question comes in also from Twitter from username Turniphead. What's the cast's favorite moment to record? Uh, Favorite moment to record so far probably would be the Fast and the Furious-esque car chase that happens in uh, Parbo, where it's just Fenway and Rast out there just trying to figure out how the hell they're going to save the rest of the guys who have this LMG just getting unloaded on the car, not knowing that, like, Naps had already been absolutely lit the fuck up or, like, what the state of anyone was. It was just... They know there's big gun getting shot by vehicle in front of them. What do? And just the insanity that ensued after we we pit maneuver the damn thing, flip the UE, and then Adam a- asked me if I like, do you want to die like a bitch? Do you want to die like a motherfucker? And it's like, well, I guess I guess we know what this character is going to be about from here on. At that point, Fenway hadn't really been fleshed out as like a full idea of what I wanted him to be. It's like Adam and I had like a few conversations leading into the whole thing. Mostly established, like, Fenway was going to be an ace pilot. That was about all, all really that I knew. I didn't know what I wanted to have for personality, what I really wanted to have for a lot of things. Like, I had, like, a very loose backstory jotted down. And, like, I've honestly kind of fleshed that out more and more as we've gone on. Will it come up later? Who knows? We we might see it during Fenway's come. We might see it not. We might not see it because there's a lot of crazy shit we've got left to do at this point. But like the moment where, uh, where he asked me the question of like, do you want a Davik bitch? Do you want a Davik motherfucker? It's like, all right, well, we're, we're going to have to do this. We're, we're going to have to just put the hammer down and see what the fuck happens and let, let the dice decide. And the dice were fucking kind that day. They let me get away with doing some of the absolute dumbest shit that should have gotten that character killed off the bat. But it was great. And out of that, like, you get great moments for Rast as well of when we dive out of the car initially and, like, he does that fucking sweet James Bond roll, comes back up, like, gun ready to go. He, like, loses it a little bit in the middle, like, when we when we go to unload on that door and, like, he has some has a moment where, like, I think his confidence gets shot and, like, I don't, I don't really know what the fuck's happening with him anymore. And then he pulls it back together when he, like, pops that grenade out of the air, which, be real with you guys, I'm pretty sure... That grenade getting detonated in the air, making it an airburst, was a lot more deadly for me than if it would have just landed. But Adam doesn't understand how grenades work, so like we're just going to let that shit go. Like No one fucking has to tell Adam about this. He's not even going to listen to this episode. It's good. It's all good, guys. And second part of Turnip Head's question, what is your favorite ice cream? Rocky Road. Rocky Road, hands down. Second favorite would be uh, Bluebell had a banana pudding ice cream for a while there. 
that I haven't seen in probably 10 years. That is a, is a close second. But Rocky Road, hands down. I don't even like chocolate. I don't know what the fuck it is about Rocky Road, but I love it. Okay. Oh, God, I forgot how I asked this question previously. Oh, well, here we are. The last one's going to come in from Twitter. The rest of these are going to be from the DMs and the love channel at this point. And Jesus Christ, I hate you guys. <laughs> so the last one from Twitter comes in from username. I'm your stepfather, a.k.a. Frog. Hello, Frog. Who does your character synergize with the best? At this point, honestly, Rast. I, th- I feel like. But I haven't. We haven't really had a chance for um, Fenway and Holden to be left on their own to do stuff yet. Um, we really only had Fenway and Naps doing stuff, and Fenway and Rass doing stuff. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see kind of what what happens from there. But like right now, I'd, I'd have to say like Fenway and Rast are probably the most synergetic together. When Adam and I were initially discussing. Um, me joining the cast and joining the Zeeks when the split happened. We were talking about um, just the synergy that I had with um, a couple of people in the cast already. Um, specifically me and Fern. Because at that point, like, Fern and I were doing a bunch of different streams together, um, gaming together. Like, I, I'm i the, the sick bastard that got Fern to play Smite for a while there, and I'm sorry, Fern. Sorry I did that to you. But like we just kind of started hanging out a shit ton. And I think that's that's really what made Adam kind of have the idea. It's like, well, you know, like if we're gonna do this split, like we need to find a way to kind of balance the balance the teams out a little bit. Granted, now I think the other team has an additional N- NPC that's with them with uh fuck. I actually don't know that pilot's name yet. Off the top of my head. It's the ensign, though. I, that's, that's all I know. It's the ensign. But, like, he brought me in, like, to kind of be able to balance out the cast so that we'd have um, three cast members and an Adam personality and three cast members and an Adam personality. Don't let him tell you that they're just characters. They're split personalities of Adam. That's just that's the way it is. I'm standing by it. I'm sticking to it. And then, yeah, this is that's how we moved forward with it. Like, I'd known... I'd known the split was coming for, I think, two months before it happened. Like, the initial talks about it started happening right around the time that we started planning out these uh, these interviews. And it was just a, a question of when it was going to happen. And it just so happens that episode 50 lined up perfectly, and that ended up being when it was. So, like, despite, like, how crazy it looks, like, if, like, holy shit, episode 50, they planned this whole thing, like... Yes and no. Like, it was a known thing that was in the background, but I don't think anyone, maybe Adam knew. Maybe Adam knew and just never wanted to tell the rest of us. But, like, we weren't sure what episode it was going to happen in. Because there's only a couple of us that were kept in the know so that, like, you could keep a, a pretty genuine reaction for everybody else. All right. Let's see here. First one's coming out of the Patreon Discord. We're going to come from Oddbark, or what, 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 what's the current fucking Furin verse name you have? I think you're just Furin. Yeah, you're, 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 the, you're the F-U-R-I-N. It's for Scoop slash Fenway. What's your favorite mobile suit and mobile suit pilot? Um, so favorite mobile suit for 
me as Scoop. I don't really, I don't know if Fenway even has a different one because Fenway really hasn't seen as many. I know there's a bunch of, there's a couple that I would really like to see Fenway in once we get to space, but that's, that's a whole different fucking story. We'll see how that plays out. But I've answered this for a couple times. The the guys that have been in uh, Discord calls when we've been just hanging out and doing stuff. My favorite mobile suit and pilot both actually come out of the same um, same anime. Uh, they both come out of 0080 War in the Pocket because everyone needs to be sad on Christmas, apparently. Um, favorite mobile suit is the Camphor. I absolutely love the damn thing. I love just the the design of it. I love the shotgun that it had. I think that suit did not get enough love and I would love to see it pop up again somewhere else in another like retelling maybe of stuff in that like time frame or just see it appear in a later uh, later section of the timeline like when you had all sorts of old shit pop back up in the, like the, the Battle of Torrington in Unicorn and then favorite mobile suit pilot fucking Bernie Wiseman. I don't have a reason why. Really, I don't. <laughs> it's just legit. Like, I don't know why I have such a deep love for 0080, but I do. Because I, I think it really comes down to, like, 0080, 0083, and 08MS team were, like, the first first UC um, anime that I really dove into. Like, I had watched, I'd watched Wing when it came on to Toonami, and I watched... Um, 0079 when it came on a Toonami. But when we made the swap to like showing everything late night and we started getting the the darker side of Gundam, that's those are the ones I kind of fell in love with. Like I, I like the darker, grittier shit. I don't know. I, I don't I don't explain it. But also like just look at the camphor. Like you can't you can't not like the camphor. And if you do, like you're lying to yourself. I'm sorry. It's just it's just the way it is. Uh, second question from Oddvark. Do you think Fenway and Alls would be friends? I do not. I, I think Fenway would end up seeing Alls as just this fucking whiny slacker that had, like, who has potential. Because, like, we've seen him, like, actually do a couple things off on the side. Like, we've never really seen him in in battle and battle. So we're, we're led to assume that, like, Alls is actually a pretty good pilot. But he's just too busy being a fucking dirtbag to really move forward with anything. So then we'd probably just see him as a wasted, uh, wasted potential, waste of talent. It's also why he got his fucking gem stolen from him. Sucks to suck, nerd. Next questions come from Jason. When do you think you will ever get to pilot a mobile suit? I fucking when we get to space, probably, Jason. Honestly, I hope that I get to use my fucking Zagaki when we go to deal with Jaburo. If we end up getting to deal with Jaburo instead of like being off on the side dealing with other backwater missions, I get the feeling if I do get to pilot it, though, I'm most likely going to end up in direct conflict with Darty or we'll have to save Rath's ass from Darty. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm just making predictions at this point. I know nothing about what's coming. Follow-up question, what does Fenway think of Sark or Raster Naps? So, what does he think of Sark? Uh, he, th- he thinks she's dead. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that one. Uh, had I gotten this question, like, sooner, 
that maybe would have had a different answer for you, but like we last episode that we were in, I, I literally put a put a hole through her head to the uh, the oil platform below. Backstory wise, uh, I never really Fenway never really interacted with Sark, so he didn't have any kind of firsthand knowledge of what was going on with her, why um, Naps and Rast had such big issues with her and all this shit. Like, he assumed, like, she did something to them because, like, they, they both acted very uneasy anytime she was mentioned or anything like that. And he just, he didn't really, didn't have anything to grasp the reality of it because he came from, you know, being part of a great unit with fucking Rambaral and all of them. And he didn't have to worry about being fucking abused by his own superiors. As far as Rast goes... What does Fenway think about Rast? So that that kind of has varied from day to day. Because Fenway's gotten to see a side of Rast that a lot of the rest of the crew hasn't gotten to yet because of their time in Parbo, which Rast kind of started doing a, a th- few things that were a little bit uncharacteristic for him. But he was also given, given the room to work to make those things happen, which hadn't been a thing previously. But then he also, like... Fenway's also seen Rast kind of slip back into the the sniffling little coward that like he was when he was with the Ghost of the Intervenus. I think he kind of like looks at Rast as like a, not so much like a son, I guess like a protege. Like he wants to see succeed because he he sees the great things that Rast can do, but Rast just has to get out of his own way first so that he can achieve those things. As far as Naps goes. Naps has not, like, left a great impression on Fenway. Granted, like, Naps has been injured pretty badly in the line of duty since they've been together. Fenway's spent most of the time, like, just seeing Naps either, like, try to avoid shit or complain about shit or just try to, like, take a little bit of a cowardly route to shit. Whereas Fenway wants to, like, just fucking, like, go in, get the job done and roll out. Like, Naps is a little bit more cautious, but it's also because Naps has got a little bit more experience of, like, getting his, his world rocked and that Fenway may or may not see that fully at this point. Curious to see like how their interactions are going to be now that we're post um, oil rig mission, but only time's going to tell on that summary on that one. Fenway kind of thinks naps is lazy and a, a little bit of a scaredy bitch, but like he knows, he knows that there are things that naps can do good. You just have to put him in the right position to do so. He also knows that naps is, absolutely nothing to him in combat which worries him a bit but it's all the rest of that all right next one next one next one comes in from siege hello siege how are you today i'm not gonna fuck up your name or say it weird i realized after we had that recording and having the conversation with you about whether it was siege or siege it was because people were saying in the early days that your name was sieg and that was what was stuck in my head but i couldn't figure out what the fuck it was that whole time because Siege made sense to me. Siege, your name, your name is easy to read. I don't know why it was, why we, like everyone thought it was Sieg at first. I don't, I don't remember, but like that's, that's the thing that had me fucking up your name for a hot minute there. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you got to listen to it. And I think two, two interviews back to back of me making the same conversation. Shit happens. Anyway, Fenway, if you could cook to impress Gordon Ramsay when pitted against the rest of the Lockwood crew. What would you cook, and do you think you'd be able to pull away with a W? <sighs> Let's see here. With the Lockwood crew, I, I already don't think I'd get the W, and that's mostly because I've got to worry about the fact that um, Oscar and Orville are there. And I feel like I feel like Orville can cook. I feel like Oscar would make the blandest possible fucking dish. 
but I think Orville might be the one that like tops him. As far as what like what Fenway would cook, honestly, it would be lazy as shit as well. Like he'd probably just make some straight up chili dogs. Like granted, like he would go and make the like his chili completely. Like it wouldn't be like him getting any like shitty like store bought like Wolf Brand chili or Hormel chili that's super runny. And I'm sorry if you think that Wolf Brand chili is good. It's not. It's fucking not. I'm, I'm starting fights today. I woke up today and chose violence. And then Hormel, Hormel is the issue of just being runny. You've got to like kind of put a little something in there to thicken it up. Like he would, he would make his own damn chili. Uh, no beans because beans and chili on a hot dog, that's, they don't fucking go together. And he'd probably like get like an all beef frank, grill it out, not boil it because boiled hot dog water. Just bit, bit. And the buns, like, I don't know. I don't know what the buns would be. But then he would uh, get like a a block of uh, pepper jack and like a, a cheese grater and then freshly grate the cheese over top of said chili dog and then serve it probably with a side of Fritos, man, because, you know, it's what you do. Probably would not get the W, but like I feel like it, it would stand a pretty good chance of at least coming in like second, maybe third, depending. I don't know if Rask can cook. I forget what Rask's answer was for cooking. I don't know. Next one comes in from Pacifist Crush, a.k.a. P-Crush. If Fenway survives the one-year war, what lies in his future, retirement, or a specific 0083 slash Zeta faction? It really depends on the outcome of the war. If the war goes the way it does normally, if Fenway manages to survive whatever big battle we're in at the end, um, he'd probably go with uh, Neo Zeon to make the return with Zeta. And if he's, if he's too far away from when all that happens, he would probably join like uh, AUG to just try and wipe out the fucking Titans. Cause in the re- reality, like Fenway's Fenway's whole thing of being there. And it's kind of like shown up a little bit in some of the episodes is he got sick of being treated like a second class citizen. He got tr- sick of being treated like trash because he was a space noid. Um, he has like deep, deep hate for the earth government for like all the shit they did to them. And like, he may or may not agree with, you know, the colony drop that happened, but he's also like understands that it, it, it was an idea that should have hopefully managed to end the fucking war. And, Instead, ended up just fucking up Australia and not ending a damn thing. But yeah, I guess he'd like either end up in Aug or Neo Zeon, depending depending on like where he ends up when this this whole thing shakes down. Then, Kara, you asked me a side question as well. What would, what does Fenway plan on doing after the war if Zeon wins? Now, if Zeon were to fucking win, Fenway would probably just. Re- Probably like go into reserve status. Try to try to chill the fuck out. Maybe spend some time on Earth and actually like getting to explore a little bit like what's there before going back to chillax and maybe settle down somewhere up in the colonies. Who knows? That is if there is anything left for him to settle down to, because who knows like what with with Zion winning the war, what it would have taken to get to that point and what would actually be left. I hope that answered your questions appropriately. If not, I'm sorry. You guys know how to get, get a hold of me.
So next one's also from Kara for Scoop. How does it feel to voice the actual best interview in Fetty Scum? It's not that hard when you're the only interviewer. Technically, Adam did it once before, I guess. But it's real hard when you're trying to manage the entire cast plus interview yourself. You need a moderator at that point anyway. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. (laughs) But also, like, it's not hard when there's no competition. Hashtag get fucked, Adam. Um, from Blitz McConaughey, aka Dallas, is Fenway more of a Magnum PI or Miami Vice guy? One hundred percent Magnum PI. I've never actually seen Miami Vice. Um, I've seen a bunch of shit that has referenced Miami Vice. I've seen a lot of different, whether it be cartoons, sitcoms, like different things that have done like Miami Vice esque episodes or entire seasons, like the Archer Vice season. But I've never watched Miami Vice. And I just, I kind of have a deep love for, like, the the young Tom Selleck. Which I guess, it even looked that young back then, but, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Younger younger than Blue Bloods Tom Selleck, I guess. From the Manofsky Man, how does it feel to have the power to kill fan-favorite NPCs? Uh, it feels great. Just another name on the list for Fenway, though. Just another name on the list for him. I don't know if we actually talked about it after that episode went down. Adam kind of like goes on about it a little bit after like immediately after Lady Stark's death, but it was post episode. We started talking about it of like how oddly fitting it was for her to be taken out by a man who had no idea who she was. She was just another name on a piece of paper to him in that unknown prisoner's change in the middle of fucking nowhere. No, no pomp, no circumstance. Just he walked in, picked up his rifle, popped the shot, got the kill walked away just the way it goes sometimes but uh i'll fucking do it again from the lord admiral kappa mikey aka gearbox will finway steal rast from seymour to do quote quote stuff uh the answer is no probably not maybe i don't know i don't have an answer for that we'll just have to wait until you know the beach episode we'll see what happens then also from Lord Admiral Kappa Mikey, how come no one has ever seen Scoop and Adam in the same place? Is there any evidence you were not the same person? You know, that is a good question. That's, that's, what's funny is like, you've also not actually seen me and Dallas and Kat in the same place, even though I was there. We just forgot to kind of do any kind of pictures to prove it. But also, I guess wait until October, you'll see pictures of all of us in the same spot at the same time. Maybe. We'll see. Is there any evidence you're not the same person? Uh, yeah, the evidence is that I could not uh, I could not pull off the maid costume as well as Adam does. Or apparently grow a beard as good as Adam does, despite him keeping his face clean shaven, the son of a bitch. All right, next one comes in from Logic Block. If Fenway had been in Naps' position and been with the Mawakers for a while, would he have stuck with them or returned to Zeon? I feel like had the same situation came up to where... They'd found the the recon Zaku, flipped the beacon, all that crazy shit going on. I don't know. I think he probably still would have returned to Zeon. Because at the end of the day, like, he, he doesn't want to work for the Federation. He doesn't want to work with the Federation. He he wants the independence for his people, and he wants, uh, like, the e- equal, equal treatment, equal representation for space. He might not have been able to escape, though in reality because he probably would have stayed locked in combat with mad gun and um and cav and may or may not have lived in all reality 
one-on-one with one of them, I, I, I feel like Fenway has a, a pretty good chance of coming out the other side. Fighting both of them, even with backs there, like I, I don't, I don't think Fenway walks out of that. But I think the bloodlust would have kept him going to the point where like, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known to back the fuck off and just leave to get into that Zaku to get out of there. He probably would have stayed until both of them died or he died. And uh, the more likely scenario is Fenway would not have, uh, Fenway would not have made it back. Follow-on question from Logic Block. Also, why would someone use a spear inside of a submarine? Wouldn't a smaller melee weapon be more appropriate? Uh, yes, a smaller melee weapon would be more appropriate, but when Fenway is his own melee weapon and as he, he has been called massive, there isn't a smaller melee weapon that he can use. So he just has to use himself and just fucking do whatever the hell. <laughs> trying to see if I can find what the fuck Kara called Fenway earlier. Oh, yeah. Fenway got dubbed the massive titan of Zeon. By Kara, so you know, I don't, I don't think there was a smaller weapon for him to use other than just himself. Yep. All right, guys. Now, now comes the fun. Let's see if we can knock out this lightning round in in sub ten minutes. I think it's doable. Oh, getting get fucking shoulders all limber. Pop my knocks real quick. Okay, all right. Let's do this thing. First question: How many fins would a Fenway weigh if Fenway found a way to weigh fins? Um, depending on whether they are orca fins, shark fins, dolphin fins, or fish fins, uh, he'd probably weigh about seventy-five shark fins, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty-eight orca fins and fish fins. Probably you couldn't even measure it off the scale. Next one: Fenway fork. Fork or fingers for fries? Um, fingers, because I'm not a goddamn animal. Scoop, same question. Fork or fingers for fries? Um, fingers for fries, unless they are chili cheese fries, in which case the fork comes out. Does Fenway have any illegitimate children? Not that he knows of. Is Fenway's middle name Doozy Bots? And if so, can Adam do anything about that? Fenway's middle name is not goddamn Doozy Bots. I swear to God, it's not Doozy Bots. But I'm just going to keep saying Doozy Bots so Adam has to hear it. If he ever does listen to this doozy bot interview, doozy bots. How much exactly does a fin weigh? Roughly 235 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilograms or grams or whatever the fuck. What's your favorite color? Uh, it ranges from day to day. Uh, more of a foresty green. I like earth tones. Like a lot of earth tones. Scoop, how could you forget the the, the in the white shadow while asking Cat his question? Um, simple. I'm an idiot. And it, it was funny that I did forget the the and the white shadow because I'd done very well up until that point to make sure that I put that in there. I don't think I was tired for Kat's interview. I don't know. It was only it was only interview number three. So like, I don't know. I'm just dumb. We we had a well, – I take it back. I know what uh, probably what happened is I might have been flustered because we did have a couple of uh, technical glitches that happened in the middle of that interview. But eh. – what would Fenway's wrestler gimmick be? Um, it depends on what era he'd be coming into. I'd like to say that he would come in during the Attitude Era. And if that if that's the case, he probably would have been uh, part of the hardcore revival. Uh, like at the days of like when Mankind was getting big again and when Hardcore Holly and all that shit was going on just before the TLC match made its initial appearance. And he probably would have been one of the ones that used... Um, 
the aluminum trash can, not the lid, the whole damn can. And he'd probably like have his big thing of like, if the ref was knocked down, shove them in the can and then like straight drop kick the, the can with them inside of it into the, the, the turnbuckle and then shove the can out. I don't fucking know. Like some stupid shit with the, the trash can, lots of just hitting them over the head with it repeatedly. Even though those definitely like those, those cans folded like they were like tin foil. I don't, I don't know. Goldberg edge or Rhino. When it comes down to a spear, I think Rhino had the the most disgusting one. If I had to pick one of the three for their just their full move set, I'd still pick Goldberg because I love love seeing his like gigantic linebacker ass hit somebody with that spear and then go for the sledgehammer. Which if no one knows what the fucking sledgehammer is, it's it's where Goldberg does like a. Uh, does like a stall suplex, gets them all the way up in the air where they're completely vertical, stalls up there, releases with one arm, kind of like takes a couple steps around and then just jumps in the air to like body slam them. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly looking. I don't know how much it would actually hurt, but it looks, looks legit. Rumble Roll approaches Fenway for a threesome. Does he do it? Um, if if Lady Hammond's there, a hundred percent, Finley goes for it. He just just you know, it that's it's the way it has to be. Does Finley have kids? Not that he knows of. He doesn't. He doesn't know of any illegitimate. He doesn't know of any legitimate. Considering he's not married, and he would they'd all be illegitimate at this point. So I don't know. He doesn't know. Is the space pope reptilian? Uh, future Roman answered that question for us. And yes, the space pope is reptilian. Oh, fuck, we made it to the lightning round. I think we made it in sub-10 minutes. I think we made it in, like, almost six. So, questions that got added into the lightning round. Contributions came from the God King Geo himself, Blitz McConaughey, a.k.a. Dallas, Lord Admiral Kappa Mikey, Distraction, P-Crush, and Jason. Now we've got one final question. And we can we can end this this weird self-interview situation that we created as a joke that you guys breathed life into from the barista Mac, AKA the a Mac, AKA the Mac of a, AKA Adam, AKA God, AKA Rast, AKA Cav. Would Finway die to avenge Rumble Roll? Would he let others die for it? Would he kill another cast member to do it? <sighs> Fuck you, Adam. We'll, we'll start with the first part of that. Would Fenway die to avenge Rumble Roll? Would he be willing to? Yes. Would that be his first option? No. So if there's a way that he could get his vengeance for Rumble Roll and still come come out on the other side to continue like being a living memory for Rumble Roll, he would. But if it, but if his his only option was to to die in the process, he'd, he'd do it. Would he let others die for it? I mean, it depends. Are the others Fetties? Are the others Zeeks? Like, I don't know. Letting others die for it? Debatable? Because, like, if it just came down to a showdown between him and the... Him and Whitebase and the the Gundam, I don't think he'd give a shit if there were innocents on board Whitebase. He would, he would destroy the damn thing with with whoever's on it, not caring. Because he'd probably get taken by the blood rage again and just go for it. 
Um, and for the last part of this, would he kill another cast member to do it? Yes. In this war! Dead medium. Good.